Welcome to the new Paradigm Podcast. We are your hosts, Galia Brahim and Jess Garcia. We are self-transformational life coaches. In our podcast, we share insights and tools for transformation, self-healing, and spiritual self-development. Stay tuned for weekly episodes. To learn more about our mentorship programs and services, visit us at schoolsofconsciousness.com. Welcome to episode 3 of the New Paradigm Podcast. And in today's episode, we are going to talk about the importance of practicing non-attachment for self-growth and spiritual growth. And I am super excited to share this space with my beautiful love, Jess Ananda. Thank you, baby, for that beautiful introduction. And I'm super excited because this episode is truly long due or long overdue because this is something that I can't think of anyone better that can talk about this than both you and I, baby, because you know that the past four years, this is something that we have had to practice in order to be where we are right now, you know? just letting go of everything and it has not been easy and we're still experiencing challenges because we always have challenges in life but if it hadn't been because of the earlier preparation we wouldn't be able to be this strong right now and I would love for you to share with our listeners how you were initiated into this practice of non-attachment well, where should I start? <laughs> it, is, um, it is a good question because there are so many things to say when it comes to truly let go. Let go of attachment, it can mean so many things and let go of your belongings. For me, it was sacred, this letting go of my belongings because when I was traveling, I just realized that I couldn't continue with 14 kilos in my backpack I, I couldn't I don't know what it is in pounds but it's probably the double but I couldn't continue and keep walking because it was so exhausting and I just thought wait what is the representation of me carrying so much weight on my back and what's the point of carrying all those things I don't need those things mm. and triggered my travel because I traveled to so many countries and in Asia and triggered this travel I realized wait I don't need all those things so I can let go so step by step I let go of things I learned to let go of belongings I learned to let go of things that I thought I couldn't let go of. And for me, it was part of this process to be able to free myself, to be able to open up myself to another way of seeing things. Mm. That's powerful. And, you know, I can relate with you because when I began this journey of surrender, it was literally that. It was surrendering to everything that was heavy on me, that was weighing heavy on me. And 
actually for me the way that it manifested was letting go of all the muscle that I was carrying because after 10 years of dedicating my life to the gym eating six meals a day weighing my food counting my macronutrients on an app you know being addicted to the gym and this weight I was carrying it was actually a burden for me this luggage is it's actually the past the exactly. past that we are carrying with us this shadow that we don't want to let go of and again when it comes to for instance when it comes to clothes what do you need so many clothes you don't know you don't need so many clothes the system tells you that society tells you that you need to have the last brands you need to always be on top of things but this is not true this is not true because at the end of the day they're just clothes and sometimes false clothes are made not in the best ethical manner right yeah exactly and this is also this karma that we are carrying the karma of so many people involved so many immigrants involved in the the building the the confection of false clothes exactly exactly and you know it manifests in so many ways and you know for me as well like i got to this point where i began to like want to have like a watch collection and you know having like the the nice like workout shoes and cologne. the clothes oh yeah i used to <laughs> i had a cologne collection you know it's just like i was beginning to like get more and more into like wanting to have nice clothes that i never even wore because i was always in the gym anyways and i was always training my clients so i was always wearing workout clothes so i used to have like this closet filled with so many things i didn't even like use and it was beautiful actually to go through this like initiation of letting go because it first started off by letting go of ideas and beliefs that didn't serve me mm -hmm. and you know it actually manifested through changing my eating habits because i was addicted to eating meat and having this animal protein and having my protein shakes and all of my workout uh, pre-workouts mm -hmm. all of that stuff right and again i had to learn to let go and i knew that this was going to mean that i was going to like lose 30 pounds of muscle that i worked so hard for but because i was so ready to go to this next level i knew that i was going to have to let something go even if that meant this appearance this persona that i built mm. yes i feel you so deeply when you say false things because at some point in my life I was also addicted to the gym I needed to go to the gym all the time and seeing my body transform every single day thinking that you know I can just have more muscles every single day I was looking at myself like them like is there any change <laughs> but but yeah that's for sure that when we become so obsessed with the way we look and this is something that is so strange it's so bizarre because at that time of my life I wanted to work so much on myself I wanted to be better but truly I wanted to be better 
I didn't want to go to party. I, I didn't want to party. Didn't want to go to clubs. I didn't want to drink alcohol, even if I, I was drinking sometimes. But I was actually starting this self development truly by building my body. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I developed this obsession for my physical appearance that I forgot about the rest. I forgot about my soul. I forgot about my mind. I forgot about taking care of Galia and what Galia truly needs to be nurtured. Mm. I I just forgot about it because I was so obsessed about the way I looked and about the way how people would perceive me. Because I was posting on Instagram, so I liked comments and likes, and I was feeding also this agenda uh, that I was posting as well, you know, my results, and people were saying, wow, like, oh my God, you're beast, blah, blah, blah. And you're just feeding, we're just feeding this thing. And actually, this is not true self love because you do a disservice to yourself. Exactly. Because what you are nourishing is only the way how people perceive you. Mm-hmm. And it's not truly self-love and acceptance because you see yourself still as someone who is distorted. Because when you look at yourself in the mirror, you always find some things to criticize. Yeah. Oh, you know... For instance, like I had my, I had this thing with my butt and I know so many women out there, they have this thing about, oh, damn, I need a bigger bum and, you know, and you want to have a bigger bum, you want to have bigger legs, but having, you know, like a teen, a teen, you know, belly, you know, like, and, and you have those kind of triggers sometimes that maybe you can be looking at a model and wanting to look like them, but obviously it's you, it's your body, you have a different metabolicism, you are a different individual, you can't be looking like them, it's impossible. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, so I feel like there's a danger when it comes to bodybuilding because people become so obsessed with the results that actually what they practice is quite the opposite of self-love is actually uh, true self-judgment so it's about letting go of this attachment as well that we have for our body wow everything you said was hitting home for me because I was deep, deep in the fitness industry and it actually became my career. I built a whole business around it. You know, I was coaching people and I was so deep in it that I literally felt like a prisoner to my body because a part of me wanted to travel the world, but then I was scared. I was like, whoa, like if I'm traveling, you know, I'm going to get jet lagged. I'm going to miss a meal. I'm going to miss my gains. What if I can't work out that one day? What if I go to a gym, like a hotel gym, and they don't have the equipment that I need? And I'm going to skip out on a whole back workout and a certain angle that I want to hit. And I literally felt like I couldn't travel into exotic countries because 
I wouldn't have a gym and I could lose gains. And honestly, that was scary for me. Even thinking about, I'm going to miss a meal. I'm not going to hit my calories for today. Mm. Oh my God, like that means tomorrow that I'm going to lose gains. And, and I literally was a distortion. And I didn't realize how deep it was. Even though inside I didn't feel good. But a part of me was like, no, but like I'm developing myself. I'm working on my body. I'm working on my mindset. I'm coaching people. And, you know, this is this is it. This is my reality. And it's I'm good. I'm the real deal. <laughs> yeah, like I'm the real deal. You know, my nickname was Jess Gaines. <laughs> and it was all about just making gains. And although it did help me, I'm not going to lie, you know, mm-hmm. being in the gym, developing myself, being disciplined, it helped me. But... Consistent. Yes, consistency, but it only got me so far. And then what? I did just what you said. I wasn't taking care of my soul. I hadn't acknowledged the deep traumas that I still needed to heal. And I was so attached to my body that I was scared of getting old. I didn't think I would want to live past 50 because I was like, dang, if I live to be 50 and I have wrinkles, I don't even want to live. I'm old. You know, like... I mean, that's a sick mentality when I think back. And I was just uh, beginning to really, you know, fall into this Instagram persona of like watching other fitness Instagrammers and how they were presenting themselves and their fancy cars and their watch and their muscles and their tattoos. And, and a part of me like desired it, not fully because a part of me like deep down, I've never wanted to be like everyone else, but like a part of me thought like that was success. And I didn't realize that I was falling into this deep trap and I was beginning to compare myself to others. So again, this is another form of attachment. We're comparing ourselves to society's norms. We're comparing ourselves to others, our body, our success, everything. And this, this, this causes suffering. And it's just a, a deep attachment actually to this false self, this false identity this false ego yes and and to actually get rid of this false ego it is about to first learning to disconnect ourselves from our body desires Mm -hmm. to disconnect from this physical self not saying that we shouldn't work out or we shouldn't go out, go for a walk. No, no, no. Please go for your walk, please. <laughs> yes, keep working out. <laughs> it's not about this. It's more about that to develop ourselves, we need to learn to let go of our body attachment, everything when it comes to... Um, our body like for instance if you're craving meat so bad and you can't live without meat because you need this meat what does that mean what do you have in meat and again if you think about meat and beyond that because we both think that is not ethical to eat meat beyond this on the spiritual dimension on the spiritual level you know that animals have been through suffering and you know that when you eat meat, you are actually eating this suffering. Mm-hmm. You are actually eating this, this trauma, this trauma of death. You're eating it every single day. And instead of 
freeing yourself from this trauma of death that all humanity has, this fear of death, you're actually feeling it. Yeah. Because, okay. because this gets stuck in the hormones, the hormones that you eat, you know? You eat this fear, you eat this trauma, you, you integrate this trauma, you integrate also this foreign DNA into your own DNA. And obviously it affects you. Exactly. It affects you on so many levels. And it starts with the emotional level, this emotional dimension. It affects, it affects your feelings, the way you feel about yourself. Mm. Yes. Because you can't feel right if somebody else is suffering. And it doesn't matter if it's a pig or if it's a human. You can't feel right. Exactly. Because it doesn't sound right. It doesn't vibrate at a higher frequency. Mm-hmm. And this is just pure truth. Mm-hmm. And I invite you to dive deep within your heart and listen to my words as I speak as words of truth. Exactly, baby. And... You know, all of this is connected, of course, to every other attachment, right? Because this attachment is coming from the survival mode. When we feel that we're lacking something, that we don't have something within us, so we need something externally to feed us. And then we feel like we need something outside of ourselves, so we become addicted and that we can't live without it. And when we're too attached to our physical body, this creates fear of death. Fear of death, when actually death is a beautiful transition, right? But when we become too attached to our bodies and we forget that we are a spirit soul, that we are infinite, and we're only, for instance, focusing on how your body looks, what others think about you, how much money you have in the bank, you know, do you have a college degree? You know, what's your job position? What does your car look like? How are your shoes? You know, are you wearing the latest fashion, when we're just focused on this or how many followers you have on Instagram, Twitter, whatever social media platform you're on, all of this is impermanence. It's fake because all of that is going to perish. And, and this is why people are scared because deep down they know that, you know, that car they just bought, eventually there's going to be the next model. And then you're going to want to purchase that next model. When you get the new iPhone, guess what? There's going to be the other iPhone coming out. And you're going to want that. And you always want something more. And this is the beast. This is literally the beast within us that is starving and wants more and is never satisfied. You know, there, there was this model that I learned while I was in the fitness industry. And there was this guy I used to follow on Instagram. And his motto was, Always hungry, never satisfied. Something like that. It was like, uh, never satisfied, always hungry. That was a motto. <laughs> so he was always hungry. Like he wanted more, 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 more. And this was like this logo he pushed, you know? And I'm grateful now that I'm out of this mentality because going back into that, it was just like, wow, like I was feeding to this mentality that I want more, I want more, I want more. Mm-hmm. And no matter what I did, I just... I felt hungry, starved. And when I went on this journey to let go of all of my belief systems, to let go of this 
addiction to my body to addiction to food and my appearance and even like also like I sold my business I let go of everything I felt the most free when I was literally like naked in the woods healing by myself and I just thought wow like if like my friends if people back in society like saw me right now they would think that like I've lost my mind and guess what yeah I lost my mind I lost my mind to find my heart. And that was the best thing that I could gift myself, you know, letting go of all these ideas and finally like feeling into my heart, feeling into my soul and connecting to my eternal self. Beautiful. And yes, this is what it is about. It is about actually to come to a place where you don't need to feed this void anymore. When you feel already complete within yourself and the way you feel complete within yourself is to first connect with your heart and to accept to be in this place, to accept to be vulnerable, to accept the fears. And as you accept, as you come into this process of acceptance is so much more easier to release but how can you release something that you can't accept that your soul still rejects it's impossible Mm, and when it comes to also desire desiring something that is outside yourself and this is the whole journey also when it comes to the spiritual path people think that they need to find something outside themselves. Mm -hmm. They call themselves seekers. I seek something that is outside myself, right? I seek knowledge. I seek for knowledge. I seek seek something that is higher, that is outside. And this quest of wanting to find something that is outside, this provokes suffering. Mm -hmm. This makes us suffer. This is the same thing when it comes to partnerships as well. You think that you need someone else to make you happy. You think that you can't be happy on your own and that your happiness depends on the way somebody else is making you feel. And for me, it was hard to let go of this part as well. Because even if I was not in a relationship, I wouldn't be in a serious relationship. I needed to mingle. I needed to be with different partners to feel that I was loved, to feel that I had a purpose in a way. That somebody out there had interest in me. And when you base your entire self-love on how, on, on the way people love you, then for sure you're not free. You're still attached to this persona and how people see you. Mm. And this is also a big attachment. This attachment to others, to refuse to be with yourself, to refuse to be alone. 
So how can you know yourself? How can you love somebody else if you can't give this love for yourself? This is impossible. This is impossible. And what you're going to attract in your life is just pure suffering. Because you can't love somebody else if you can't love yourself. So first give this love to yourself and then try to wait actually and not look, but try to wait for this partnership because it will surely come. When you less expect it, it will come. Because you are going to be in a place in your life when you have done so much healing that now this partnership manifests and for me it was also letting go of sex letting go of sex by being abstinent for one year one year and a half because it was important for me to not give this power to other people to not give myself to other people because when you give yourself to other people, when you involve yourself in a sexual relationship, in a sexual intercourse, it's also mixing up karma with others. Mm -hmm. And it's also taking on other pains that are not yours, taking the pains of others too. Exactly. And then imagine, you have to deal with your own feelings and now you have to deal with all those people oh, feelings man. and of course it's so hard it's so hard it's not manageable it's not manageable so first and i insist it's so important to go through this process of purification so important this process of purification asks you to let go of sex for a little while to try to understand yourself Try to let go of sex. Try to let go of fame, of this desire to, you know, like, not be famous, but have some type of attention from people. Try to let go for two things. This desire for money as well, this greed. Why do you want so much money? What are you going to do anyway? With two billions of dollars, what are you going to do with this? It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Try to think about this. Try to understand how sometimes super wealthy people think as well. Mm -hmm. They think, what am I going to do with all those billions? They're still unhappy, but they're <laughs> yeah, still they're still unhappy because there's something that they are not nurturing. Mm -hmm. And it's very soul exactly their soul is not nurtured because they are so obsessed with material possessions and they're just going from one possession to another so if i have one boat i want two boats if i want if i have one car i want second cars and then maybe i'm gonna be happy no. they have one wife they want 10 more because you can't buy happiness person. you can't buy happiness the only way to actually be happy is to be totally true to yourself. Mm. To be true to yourself is to be connected to your heart. This is actually where resides the key of happiness. 
Exactly, baby. And you know, something that really, really opened me up to this depth of just letting go was, you know, in this time when I let go of everything and I was in the mountains and I just felt so free because for the first time I felt like I was free because I was not attached anymore to anything and I was able to be present and just like be in this world but not of this world. And I was sitting in the tent in the mountains with the Bhagavad Gita and just reading this part in the Bhagavad, uh, the Bhagavad Gita where Krishna tells Arjun that you can tell how a liberated soul is because a liberated soul does not care what conditions they're living in, whether it's hot, whether it's cold, right? Whether you have food, whether you don't have food. It doesn't matter because the self-realized being is full within. So you can overcome anything because you're not attached. It doesn't matter if people like you or don't like you, if people think you're crazy or people think you're intelligent. It does not matter. You're indifferent because you know it doesn't matter. It's all just part of the illusion. It's all just part of this reality, this material reality. But this material reality is impermanent because the only true reality is the absolute reality, which is God's reality, God consciousness, the absolute reality, which is beyond this material conception and beyond the human mind. The human mind can't even grasp this because it's so beyond. So we're only attached to what we can see, what we can feel, what we can eat, what we can taste. It's a prison. And when I read those words in the Bhagavad Gita, it was even more liberating. And I felt like I was the richest, wealthiest being alive. Because even though I sold my business, I was no longer making gains in the gym. I no longer had money in the bank because I fell in debt. I no longer had a functioning <laughs> phone. <laughs> Literally, like I let go of everything Yet oh I was so wealthy beyond, I, I was like a crazy person just like laughing. And I didn't even care if people thought I was crazy because I knew, yeah, they can think I'm crazy, I'm free. And I even would yell, I'm free, I'm free, I'm free. And I just felt so in, like insane because I don't wanna be sane in a world that's insane. Yeah, call me insane. Yes, and I truly relate because truly when I felt the most free, it was when I was traveling and I had no house. Like literally sometimes I just thought I had nowhere to go, really. I had nowhere to go. I don't know where I'm gonna spend the night, but that's okay. Just trust that you're gonna find a place that somebody is going to open their door for you you know, to sleep in the house and and I could find myself really just trusting, trusting and it's okay and no matter what and even one day, one day I had to spend the night outside the airport, outside the airport because I didn't want to book a room at the hostel in Australia because it was so expensive for me at that time. I wanted to keep my money to keep traveling so I just thought, you know, I'm just going to be because my 
my flight was just the other day. So I just thought, that's okay. I just thought that uh, actually the airport would still be open. But no, they were closing their doors. So I had to spend the night outside the airport. But I was like, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. I was happy. I was cool with it. I was cool with it. I learned to surrender to the process. And I just thought that whatever what happens, whatever what happens, I'm supported. And and it's okay. It's okay. I have myself, actually. I have myself. And this is the the biggest gift, actually, to have yourself, to have your back, to have your own back. Exactly. <laughs> this is actually uh, the best feeling ever. And knowing that the divine, right? Yeah, and knowing the divine you. is watching you. Wherever you go, the divine is watching you. And, you know, I said that I felt the most free because... I didn't have a house to look after. <laughs> I didn't have to worry about paying a rent. All those things. I didn't have to worry about those things. So, of course, I felt so much more free. Mm-hmm. Think about today, how people are so worried because they have to pay all those bills. They don't know how they're going to make it. They don't know how they're going to pay their rent. And I had to think, you know, I don't have much money and I still have a long way to travel, but that's okay. I'm going to live really minimalist. I'm going to live really minimalist and it's going to change my life. And it did change my life. I wasn't afraid anymore to be negative in the bank. I wasn't afraid anymore. And before, it was something that I was afraid of. And... I want to talk about our story too. When we first got together, it was in Nepal. And when, when we got together, at that time, I already had not so much more money, almost nothing left on my bank account. And she had to take care of me, but also herself with a budget. We were on a really, really, really small budget so we didn't have much we had to do the himalayas we just 100 dollars and there was no atm in the himalayas until you like complete the entire himalayas and you come down yes i'm telling you this is the real struggle and here and then another funny part is actually that so after i well when golly and i met in person we were dating six months online like long distance and at this point, I had already given up everything. I had sold my business. I lost my car. I was already, I was in debt. I was like negative in my bank accounts. I owed my credit cards, everything because I left because I needed to heal and I wasn't going to let money, which is an illusion, stop me from my spiritual growth. So I, I let it all go and I said, I know that whatever happens, it's beyond me and I'm willing to face the consequences. You know, I will take care of it, but I need to first take care of my mental health. I need to find out why I'm here, you know? So basically, the money that I had was this money that I like, had six months to make after I came back from the mountains. And it was really tough because, you know, like I let go of everything. So I wasn't going to go back into personal training or like 
doing the things I was doing because I needed to find another way and I wanted to focus on actually doing deep work with people, you know? So basically, I had like $2,000 I made and of course I had to buy a, a one-way ticket to Nepal and then I had to have money for Nepal for one month, India a month and a half and then Paris another month and a half. And uh, yeah, it was for both and it was for both, both of us. <laughs> so I was what it was a 1500 for both of us for wow. for all all this travel. Yes, it was it was tough, but it taught it taught us so much. And and also that's the same thing when I got to California as well. When I got to California at that time it was more serious because we had nothing at all. We had all. negative because we, we finished our nothing. travel money. We had nothing at all. And what a blessing that Jess got connected with the mental health services and she got a job and we were able to make it. But we had absolutely nothing and we were living at Jess' mom's place. An apartment in the ghetto. <laughs> yes. So My mom, poor mom, like shout out to her. Like I felt so bad, but like she didn't want us like sleeping on the couch because she felt bad. So she gave up her bedroom and like she was on the couch. I felt so bad. She was on the couch and then Gali and I were like sleeping in a room and... It was really tough to be in this situation, but I knew deep down, like, Jess, this is temporary. This is so temporary, and I know why I'm doing this, because if I wanted to, I could have gone back and, you know, called back my clients because they wanted to work with me, but the thing is that I wanted to be in full alignment and sincere with my soul, so I needed to go a different path, and that meant going on the path that I was going towards and it was part of the journey and i knew that that was all just illusion and it was only temporary yes and look at us now we're living in mexico in a nice house and we have all this abundance we can feel the abundance of the land and this is truly about we're sharing awful stories because we want to tell you that this is not the end and even if you have zero money on your bank account it's not over. It's not over. Keep going. Keep going. And the more you try, the more you have possibilities to evolve, the more you have some possibilities to see actually your deepest dreams manifest. But you have to believe in yourself and you have to believe in this divine presence within. Mm -hmm. And also be willing to lose everything and to let go of everything in order to gain everything yes beautiful beautiful words baby and what better thing than to let go of everything that does not serve you to allow the divine to allow god to gift you something that is beyond this world something that is permanent because it's the evolution of your soul exactly. and everything that you do in this life, it will not perish because now you're building yourself on a spiritual level and you take everything with you, everything that you do in this life to cultivate spiritual life, to develop your consciousness, this you never lose because this 
is a vibration that you cultivate and that you take with you. And thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening to us. And we look forward to be with you in our next episode. Yeah, so if you really resonated and enjoyed this episode and found gems, please take a screenshot and share it on social media. Share this episode with a loved one, a friend, somebody who needs to hear this message of letting go. And we'll see you on the next episode.